This episode of The Mystery Files contains sensitive subject matter pertaining to suicide. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health or self-harm, there are resources available online to speak directly with a trained professional or to find local community outreach services. If you're in the United States, you can visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org or call them at 1-800-273-8255. Viewer discretion is advised. Mystery Files. The Mystery Files. The Mystery Files. Season five. five. Wow. We're, we're, oh my God, we're one hand old. <laughs> we're one hand old. Wow. That's so beautiful. I mean, unless you don't have all your fingers. But- <laughs> so that really, I, I'm sorry. That's sad. So if you have some, if you have five of anything in your home, yeah. that, that's us. If you have five of anything in your world. Five cats, you know, five dogs, five fingers, five, five eyes. Strawberry shortcakes, five. <laughs> Five Raggedy Ann dolls. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is literally my childhood. Named Robert. <laughs> Five little Raggedy Ann dolls from the Conjuring movies. Oh my Mr. God. Robert. Um, whatever you need in your life. Just five of anything. Oh. We're that old. <laughs> I am happy to be back. I'm happy too. Um, I love that today, we already talked about it a little bit because we've been talking a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. Um, I love that today feels like the first day of fall. Like the it weather does. was like... 55 degrees mm-hmm. out and we're perfect. doing the new season of the mystery files right I now i know it's like perfectly spooky we both have like little sweaters on we do. we're it's cozy like city <laughs> i literally was like oh it's like halloween now it is i'm, I'm literally <laughs> wearing a halloween sweater and i'm drinking out of a halloween mug and i have my halloween wait slippers. what does your sweater say um ghouls just want to have fun <laughs> and i think that's pretty accurate Ghouls do want to have fun. You have a ghost mug right next to you, too. <laughs> it's the Target mug, guys. If anyone <laughs> out there knows about this Target ghost mug, I got it. I found <laughs> tell, it. You should tell them about what you told me about what Alrighty. you did this morning to so go get this it. this morning, this morning I woke up and I was just casually thinking, hmm, I wonder if the Target near me has that ghost mug back in stock. <laughs> and guess what, guys? They did. So you know what I did? <laughs> I made sure to get dressed real quick and my fiancé, Benjamin, was in the shower, so I waited until he got out and I went, Benjamin, we're going to Target. And he was like, uh, okay. So mm. then we rushed over to Target and I found the last final ghost mug. But it was so That's scary. So funny. You forgot to mention the, the, the person you told me about. Like, <laughs> oh, the person yes. was running in. Like, so, had an emergency. When we were coming in, we, we were walking so quick because we were afraid someone was going to, like, take this mug from us. And there was this guy. He was, like, speed walking in. And we were like, oh, no, he better not be going towards our mug. But then he turned when we came in. But I was like, if you're going to this mug, I swear, sir, <laughs> there's going to be a fight like Christmas in the Cranks. Don't try me. Oh, my God. I just realized something. What? Do you think he was going for the Squishmallows? Maybe. Because they're, like, out of stock. Like, they literally restock those things, mm-hmm. like, every morning. And wow. people, like, feed off well, them. Well, see, like, that's why I got run. scared. I was like, if someone finds out that they have the ghost mugs, like, someone's going to take this. Yeah. But this was the last one in the store. <laughs> I'm like, do not even try me. I check this. Like, I check my Facebook account every day. Every day. <laughs> you check your Facebook every day? <laughs> I don't know. There's they have, I have a lot of cute, like, spooky group chats on there. I'm like, in you the, told me about that. I know, yeah, I'm in a spooky book club, and I finally got the books that they've been recommending. I got mm. My Best Friend's Exorcism, which mm. I haven't started yet, but I'm very excited. And then I'm listening to the Audible book, um, 
the Final Girls Support Group, which is actually really good so you far. You told me about that one. That seems really, really interesting. Yes. So join it on Facebook if you guys want some spooky book recommendations. Spooky I'm not the leader spooky. of the book club, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm in any, like, horror groups like that. I'm mm-hmm. just, uh anyone didn't know on the podcast i'm just gay um so like i just horror is my group like that, every gay are. person loves horror movies that's and, beautiful like everything <laughs> that's basically so i don't need a facebook group i got i got my people already you got everyone else around you <laughs> like everyone like everyone <laughs> oh, no. everyone like loves jamie lee curtis everyone i know is like that yeah, makes sense yeah like scary movie queen <laughs> she's the scream queen <laughs> she, she she is, is a scream literally queen literally <laughs> the scream queen and we love her for that i've seen so many people like already now that it's like spooky season resharing mm-hmm. clips from scream queens being oh, like the show was so ahead of its time just because it's spooky season you see i need to rewatch that because i feel like i'd enjoy it just the same but i started rewatching that show called scream that i really liked mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to get back into once you already know who like the killer yeah. is or like the secrets of the show that's like the hardest thing about slashers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, it's weird after you watch a horror movie that has a lot of plot points. Yeah. Because it makes it watching the second time a little, like, not underwhelming, but like, mm-hmm. for example, um, Danielle. Yeah. She was watching Fear Street. And mm. I was like, how are you not understanding that, like, this person is so and so, or like this person yeah. is this. But then I realized I didn't think that the first time I watched it mm-hmm. either. It's just that I know the whole story. Yeah. Like, because she was like watching the first movie and she was like, I'm confused about like X, Y, and Z. And she, I was like, Why? Why? They explain this, don't they? And mm-hmm. she was like, I don't oh. think so. And I was like, you're oh like, my it God. makes sense because you watched it all the way through. So now you're seeing all the elements that led mm-hmm. up to like what is the answer to what you were like anticipating exactly. the entire time. But it's so hard to watch it a second time because you're like, I know your secrets. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the hardest part. It's like, ah, oh, like how do I, I know. place this all together? So that's how it is for the Scream TV show. But I feel like it might be a different with like Scream Queens just mm-hmm. because I don't remember a lot about the first season. I know I loved it and I know I loved the energy, but I don't remember a lot of the plot mm. anymore. So I feel well, like Scream I need to Queens rewatch. is like very... It's like, crazy. It's crazy camp. So mm-hmm. like even though you know the kills and stuff, the jokes are still landing. Yeah. They're also very funny. I also like it because it's more like lighthearted <laughs> horror, also, which I appreciate it. <laughs> also, that cast will never be brought back together again. And that's so Ariana sad. Grande, Emma Roberts, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kiki mm-hmm. Palmer. Oh, I love like, Kiki Palmer. Uh, what? All of like, them. Like, all of them in that show just will never be. Nick Jonas. <laughs> Oh yeah! Like, like, I forgot these people he was will in never it. be in the same room ever again. Like, well, I hope they are now. If they oh my god! I forgot Leah Michelle was in it. Too. Oh yeah, but yeah, Leah Michelle, Miss Rachel Berry According- herself. Compared to everyone else, I feel like it's, ah, it's just Leah <laughs> Michelle. It makes sense that she's there, she's but also look- we have Glee fans watching us, guys. I'm I'm I'm, we I'm a Glee, Glee fan, so because I hate myself. We're Gleeks over here, guys. <laughs> Gleeks. <laughs> That's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> we should have like a recap that's like, that's what you missed on the mystery files. Like kind of like, and that's what you All missed right, on Glee. All right, that's what we're saying the end, at the end of this one. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, wait, no, wait. We can't do that at the end of this one. We should, we'll do it at uh, oh. next week. We'll talk about like, yeah, so last week we talked about this Wait, case. we can do that this time for Oh, my God, we can. Season. You're so right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. So okay. what do we say? Like, 
So we explain. Oh, so our last episode was X Y Z. Okay. Okay. So Wait. would you like to start? So that? Okay. <laughs> so here's remember. what you missed last week on, on the mystery, mystery files. files. We had a double feature, and yeah. we talked about. La Llorona. And fairies that are evil. Evil fairies. Evil fairies. In which your episode, like I told you already, did better than mine. <laughs> you guys really love Tiffany's cases. Well, because fairies are whack. They like, are. what the heck? And there were some really good ones in there. I like La Llorona, though. She's, like, perfectly spooky. I, I so can't believe the evil fairies episode was an hour. <laughs> I know. There's so much more information, though. I'm like, that could have honestly been, like, a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of info. I'm well, like, I feel like there's a lot of cases we do that we're like, mm-hmm. all right, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> we got to wrap it up at an it's hour. Like long. <laughs> no, it's not our fault. So, are you ready to get into this week's case? The one ah, I have picked for our first episode? I'm so excited five. to get started on this new season with your case. So, <laughs> let me know when you want your little drum roll. I'll get I it for like... you. I would love my little drum roll, please. Okay, here she comes. You ready? (sighs) This week on The Mystery Files, we will be discussing the case of The Cecil Hotel. Yeah! Finally! Yes! It's The Cecil Hotel episode, baby. I'm excited. This is what I meant when I said we've briefly talked about it and stuff, Mm -hmm. because I think you talked about it in Haunted Places. Possibly. Yes, yes, I did. But you I mentioned like, only one thing about it, mm-hmm. and then I think we briefly mentioned it because it has so many connections to other like true crime things we talked about. Yes, I'm trying to vaguely remember which hotel that was. I know it's isn't it in like near Los Angeles that it area? It is in Los Angeles, downtown okay. Los Angeles. To be oh exact. wow! So, See, I knew something. I remembered something. <laughs> yeah. So just to give everyone a brief overlook, we're going to be discussing the origins of the hotel, like how Ooh. it began and how it turned from. One of the hottest spots in mm-hmm. Los Angeles to the haunted mystery that it is today. Yay! All Very right. shining esque, but not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all of her information is coming from the website allthatsinteresting.com. Mm. So thank you guys so much for lending us your info to talk about the show. Yes, thank you. All right. So nestled within the busy streets of downtown Los Angeles lies one of the most infamous buildings in horror lore. The Cecil Hotel. Since opening its doors in 1927, the Cecil Hotel has been plagued with unfortunate and mysterious circumstances that have given it perhaps an unparalleled reputation from the masses. Mm. At least 16 different murders, suicides, and unexplained paranormal events have taken place at the hotel, and it's even served as the temporary home of some of America's most notorious serial killers. Oh. This is the eerie story of Los Angeles's Cecil Hotel. Oh, no. So she's got a history history. <laughs> she's got a lot going on to that. I mean, we're going to go into it a little bit more, but this hotel is what loosely inspired American Horror Story Hotel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. haven't watched all that. I watched the first episode, I think. It, it like, it, it kind of spirals as all oh. American Horror Story seasons yeah. do. That makes sense. <laughs> I like how we're saying that, even though in, like, I think the last episode we were talking about how much we liked the uh, the new one. Have you watched any of the new one, by the way? I, I have. I Well, I'm not caught up with last week's or I guess this week's. It's mm-hmm. Thursday today. Yeah, so I have two episodes to watch still. It's so, pretty good. I'm one episode behind, I think. Okay, so you're you're caught yeah. up to where I was caught up. So Oh my gosh, so we I can think. talk about it after this. Ah, yay. Ah, yay okay. okay. <laughs> so, the grand opening of the Cecil Hotel. 
The Cecil was built in 1924 by William Banks Hanner. It was supposed to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and socialites. Hanner spent $1 million on the 700-room box art-style hotel, complete with a marble lobby, stained-glass windows, palm trees, and an opulent staircase. It's a great word, pretty. like an opulent staircase. Opulent. I love that there's stained-glass windows. It's very, like, cathedral-esque. Yeah. So. Do you know what opulent is? Not gonna lie, no. It's basically, <laughs> it means, like, rich. Like Oh, fancy. Uh, Bougie? Is that the yes, proper term? Yes, it's, like, rich and luxurious and oh. lavish lifestyle. So this hotel was supposed to be, like, this gorgeous destination for all these international oh, no. businessmen. Instead, it's dark and twisty. And evil. Evil. <laughs> death. Paranormal activity. But <laughs> Hanner would come to regret his investment because just two years after the Cecil Hotel opened, the world ha- was thrown into the Great Depression. Why did I think it was going to be a pandemic? I was, <laughs> I was no, like, wait exactly, a second. <laughs> exactly. That was my thought, too. Oh, no. Because, like... There was just so many things, like, with the pandemic that, mm-hmm. like, people opened, like, um, for example, at our own school, we opened, like, a, what was it, like, a, like, a multi-million dollar playhouse, oh, and yeah. then the pandemic happened right after we opened it. <laughs> and it's it. like, great, that's, that's great financially <laughs> for us, that's positive. That's so great for us oh, to no. have. I mean, Great Depression, COVID-19, mm. they're pretty much the same. And it just sucks, too, because, um... Uh, the like hotel like basically opened towards the end before the Great Depression started, so mm-hmm. they didn't even get to have like the rich and party culture that was like oh, the 1920s. Yeah, like when oh that's sad. Yeah, so like it barely got a chance to live its life as this mm. gorgeous, beautiful. It didn't get to roar in the Roaring Twenties. Isn't that so sad? It was a roar. It's a lion roar. It's a silent lion because she was kept in a cage for too long, so then she got a little angry, and then she got. To- the Great Depression. She got the Great Depression. <laughs> she got no medication. She didn't get therapy. And so she got violent. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. Um, Los Angeles was also not immune to the economic collapse of the Great Depression, mm-hmm. even though it's such, like, a luxurious city and there's so many, like, businesses, film, TV, yeah. everything there. It also had a collapse when that happened so soon enough the area surrounding the hotel would be dubbed which i didn't know this Mm -hmm. as skid row wow i didn't know skid row was like where the cecil hotel was i've Mm -hmm. heard of skid row yeah but like i never knew like it was that like area which is that's so surprising that it was considered skid row like even if something is really expensive and it's not necessarily thriving i still think it would be like a pretty fancy place in general Yeah, so the once beautiful hotel soon gained a reputation as a meeting place for runaways and criminals. Oh. And worse yet, the Cecil Hotel ultimately earned its reputation for its mass amount of violence. Oh. Yeah, so, all right, so we're going to go into the first area, which happens in the 1930s. Okay. So in the 1930s alone, the Cecil Hotel was home to at least six reported suicides. Mm. A few residents ingested poison while others shot themselves, and then another slit their own throat, or even worse, jumped out the bedroom window. Ooh. That is crazy to me because mm-hmm. I, i'm assuming you've seen pictures of the Cecil hotel yeah right? it is so high especially in like downtown like los angeles area yeah 
That's crazy it's to me. It's sad. Like, I feel like the hotel, like, something spiritual or, like, mm-hmm. something had to be mentally messing people up. Or, like, them already going in that hotel in a dark place yeah. must have really messed them for them to get to that point of taking I mean, their even lives. having, like, that energy, like, with you. Yeah. Because definitely being in a certain place can make your energy just feel so off almost. yeah like there's we've talked about that before like there's just been very dark like dark feelings mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be there oh yeah so yeah so in 1934 for example uh army sergeant Lu- uh lewis d borden slashed his own throat with a mm. razor and then less than four years later roy thompson of the marine corps jumped from atop the Cecil Hotel and was found on a skylight of a neighboring building. Oh. So, like, apparently a lot of military personnel were going to this place as well. So there's a lot of common, like, I I don't know if that's the right word. Not themes, but, like, a general mass of people. people. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, if there's any sort of correlation with, like, the mental health of, like, these people in the yeah. military because i feel like a lot of those people get like different like ptsd like different yeah mental issues mental health problems that yeah. would lead to like a very dark mental state absolutely and like the yeah so the story actually gets a little more interesting as well so mm. in september of 1944 19 year old dorothy jean Burcell awoke in the middle of the night when she was staying at the hotel with massive stomach pains while she was staying Ooh. there with Ben Levine, um, who I believe was her, um, I believe it was possibly her boyfriend. I'm not entirely sure, mm-hmm. but basically she went to the bathroom as to not be res- like, not to disturb Ben mm-hmm. and to her complete shock. While in the bathroom, she gave birth to a baby boy. Ah. And she had no idea she was pregnant. Ew, that's so scary. Not a so single scary. sign. Ew. Yeah, so it's like, that's that's bonkers to me. That's bonkers. My mom did that. Did you know that? What? what? <laughs> to who? Well, first off, Stephanie and I, she didn't know she was having us until, like, I think it was mm-hmm. maybe five months in. So she, then she had us, like four or five months early but for michael she didn't know she was having him until the day before she had him because she was having like crazy stomach pain that's crazy went to the hospital and had michael and he was very premature as well how did you not feel like i mean not you yeah (laughs) like how how did you not know tiffany like what the heck i feel like for michael he was very small but for stephanie and i i'm surprised she didn't know because we were literally twins yeah like you'd think she didn't know for you two either well she didn't know until like it was maybe five or, like, six months in. Like, it was very late, and then we were, like, four months early, early anyway, so, like, we were kind of... She barely knew oh about us God. until we were born. But, like, so... Your poor mom. I know. Like, she's, I'm just trying to live my life. Like, she's, like, five months <laughs> in, and then she, like, realized she's having twins. My like, gosh. Oh, all well, right. <laughs> the thing with us, too, like, we're... Stephanie and I were so small as babies as well. Like, I was three pounds, seven ounces. She was four pounds, three ounces. <laughs> So like we you were really called that big. <laughs> what? Yeah, you literally <laughs> called me a big baby. I'm like I was three pounds. A healthy baby is probably around like ten pounds. That's How much did you actually... weigh, Logan? I don't know. You were probably like a ten pound child. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was thought I was a chubby baby. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> little big. chubby baby. You're big. <laughs> Who calls a baby big? That's so mean. Oh, you were three pounds. So big. I don't know how 
<laughs> You're going to give your children issues growing up. No, I'm like. not. No, I'm not. I will support and love them. And Even if they're big. Maybe. It's just I don't have a lot of muscle mass in my body. So if I have a baby, like, say say you're like a surrogate for me and you have a baby, oh, which I'm, you wouldn't do. I'm not giving no birth to your babies. <laughs> Theoretical. You t- like, that baby slips out of you. Oh. I, like, hold it into my hand. Ew. Into my arms. And then, like, I immediately fall with the baby because it's just so heavy for me. First off, I hated that you said slips out of you. And two. And two. Why would why would you drop your child, you rat? What? <laughs> what? Well, I drop him because he's so heavy. Like it'd be like if I had an anvil, you know, like in cartoons when they throw an anvil at someone, they're like, oh. you know, no, no. <laughs> it'd be like I, a cartoon bit. So you're you'll be a cartoon family. I'll help. The thing is, I'll help you find a surrogate, but I will not be your surrogate. I'll support you it and your baby. It was a theoretical. It was like a theoretical decision. Well, theoretically, I will help you find <laughs> your story. I'll make Stephanie do it. Oh, Stephanie. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I support your baby decisions as long as they're not in my body. <laughs> Thank God. You're welcome. Wait, would this be considered a baby boomer? What what age group is baby boomers? Isn't that like age group? 50s. It would not be the 1940s, right? No, I'm sure it's like 60s. This is my Google search of the day. My guess is 1960s. (gasps) Am I right? Wait, no, 1946 and 1964. Ah, Wait, so it could be a baby boomer. Oh my gosh. Baby boomer at the Sea Hole Hotel. At the Sea Hole (laughs) (laughs) Hotel. Who's seeing hole? Who's seeing what? Which hole? (laughs) No. You see, this is why I'm glad we're not part of Point Park anymore. Mm Because someone would take that somewhere. That's the best part about being an independent show now. We're free birds. <laughs> free birdies. But yes, All baby right. boomers. Right? <laughs> so we're going to hop to <laughs> 1962. Wow. So, what a six, time. 65-year-old George uh, Gianni. Ooh, cute name. Mafia man. Okay, Mr. Mafia. Was walking by the Cecil Hotel with his hands in his pockets <gasps> When he was struck to death by a falling woman. Oh, Pauline no. Auden, 27, jumped from the ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Oh. Her fall killed both her and Gianni, in, uh, Gianni instantly. Oh, wait. Wait, how far did she jump from? From the ninth floor the, the of the ninth. hotel. Wow. So I'm assuming if the lobby is the first floor mm-hmm. going up, like, that's pretty high. Like, wow. imagine that. Like, that's crazy. Because I was going to say, she'd have to be up pretty high for her force of falling to, like, kill this guy. I'm just, like, it's just, like, so interesting to me that, like, her first, like, decision after having an argument with her husband was to, like, just jump. jump. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, so crazy and, like, horrific. Like, it's just, I I don't know. Like, it's just, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, like, I'm done with this conversation and you just... You said yeet. Dove out. Goodbye. Like, that's after, yeah. like, the show. If I was like, all right, Tiffany, I'll catch you later. And I catch, Well, we jump. have to fight first. So we can fight over, like, coffee or something. And then. And I feel like. <laughs> yeah, oh, we have no. to fight over something. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, but. What was I going to say? Oh. So. Basically, I was thinking about this. I'm pretty sure, like, reasonings like this is why windows on such high stories on city streets are locked. It makes sense. Because, like, it can endanger other, like, 
harmless civilians. Mm -hmm. And then also I know they had a huge thing with like air conditioners and like things like that. Like things falling onto people. Um, See, that's that's so scary. I wonder if they reinforced their windows now there. I wonder if that was something they I feel did. like they would have to at that point, but I don't – do hotels do that? Like, I know, like, places like dorms and apartments because – Hotels are – say that they just have, like, a like a glass window pane kind of set up, and you can't really open it or put it on the side. Yeah. Pardon you, Mr. On, Mr. Motorcycle, motorcycle Boy. <laughs> but the only thing I'm thinking of is what about hotels that have, like, balconies or, like, mm-hmm. sliding glass windows to, like, little areas? I don't know. Like, like like a balcony or something? Yeah, like I feel like that has to be. Mm. But maybe this hotel, I'd hope that they'd have reinforced considering how many circumstances yeah. they've had of like people, people like, jumping doing that. through the windows. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, yeah, so police initially thought the two had committed suicide together at first. Oh. Like they thought like when they found the bodies, both of them jumped since they were on top of one another. Oh. Um, however, how they found out they weren't, it was because Gianni was still wearing shoes and the woman was not. So that's Mm. how they deciphered, like, which I think is a very interesting... I feel like I don't know how they would make that connection because what about people who wear shoes inside or, like... Oh, interesting. So just talking about, like, that, according to this, um, it says the reason they believe that theory is is that when he would have jumped off, his shoes would have fallen off mid-flight. Oh. Is that... Is that real? I feel like maybe it would depend on the types of shoes. Because, say, if I was wearing high-top Converse, there's no way those bad boys would, like... Well, like... (laughs) Tied to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tied in the back. It would have to be, like, a loose tennis shoe or, like, a dress shoe. It's probably, like, a business shoe or something like that. That slides off, but... I guess I never thought about that before, like, the air pressure as you're coming... Whoa. But that's so sad, though. It is. Like, to take... Just to think, like, you're going on a casual walk and, like, your life is over as well as, like the person who's taking their own like that's so sad so basically um because of all these like tragic suicides that happened um the cecil hotel was dubbed the most haunted hotel in los angeles Mm -hmm. and that's how it started to get its reputation as don't go to the cecil hotel unless you want to like meet your fate or meet your maker like things like that like people were like not going there whatsoever oh yeah, so... And it's getting... so crazy that it's still, like, a popular thing today. Just, like, yeah. the... Just because of, like, the different associations of paranormal and, like, mm-hmm. the crazy events that have happened there. But it's strange that people would, like, want to go. Because I feel like with something that dark being there, I don't think I'd want to go. Like, the mm. idea of, like, just the suicide things and everything like that. Yeah, that's just, like, so It's just sad and dark. Yeah, so t- for the tale to get even darker, but oh. hit like a whole new different path. So while tragic calamities and suicides were happening that were contributing heavily to the hotel's body count, the Cecil Hotel has also served as a temporary home for some of the America's most notorious serial killers. Ooh. And this is someone we haven't talked about on the show before, but we know very well and it, mm. like, talked about a few times yeah. in our conversations. Um, so, in the mid-1980s, Richard mm. Ramirez, oh. murder of 13 people and better known as 
the Night Stalker, mm. lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel during much of his horrific killing sprees. Wow. I forgot that he had associations with this, yeah. like that hotel. Me too, yeah. Wow. He, he was there for quite a while. Like, he had a space at the Cecil Hotel. That's just so eerie, thinking that man is just, like, had been living in that hotel for so long. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, like, that's just... I don't know why you wouldn't get suspicious of someone staying at a hotel anything over a week, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I guess some people wouldn't be, like, staying on business and, like, maybe they're mm, kind mm-hmm. of waiting until, like, their job there is done. I guess if it was done. a business hotel, for especially for international affairs, like yeah. I mentioned before. But also, like, he just seems like a shady character. Like, if someone didn't know him, he would still seem yeah. shady. So this is where, like, this story gets a little interesting about, like, some of his killing sprees. Mm -hmm. So apparently Richard Ramirez, after killing someone, he would throw his bloody clothes into the Cecil Hotel's dumpster and saunter into the hotel lobby either completely naked or only in his underwear. And they didn't think that was strange. In which none of the employees working ever raised an eyebrow about it. Uh, They should. So... Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, right? Like, what about, like, the people who, like, took the trash mm-hmm. or anything? That yeah, exactly. Seems strange. Like, they saw, like, they would have seen, like, those, like, bloody clothes or, like, mm-hmm. even, like, putting two and two together that, like, you found bloody clothes in there and he came back in naked at times or yeah. even, like, wearing just underwear, like, going back mm-hmm. up to his room. How did that not give you some type of info to be like, we need to call someone. Yeah, or even, like, the idea of, like, some sort of security system. Either, like, yeah. security at the back of the hotel or whatever the trash exactly. can was. Or well, a video camera. Something. Well, we've talked about this before on the show. The 1980s was notorious for serial killers. And, like, mm-hmm. um, the police, detectives, law enforcement, like, security even, too, yeah. was so awful. Mm-hmm. Like, they would not put two and two together for so many things that could have been easily solved if... They would have taken that extra step. Yeah. So this is just another, like, proving our theory even yeah. more that the 1980s just had so much calamity with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, nothing was properly handled. Also, I heard somewhere that 911, like, was isn't even that old. Like, calling the number 911. Yeah, it's not a very old Do concept. Do you remember what year it was? Because I heard it the other day, know. and I was like, it's only been around for that long. Like, I feel like it was maybe 1950s around that time or something like, february 16th of 1968 i was like you're joking 911 was not a thing until 1968 that's crazy like no wonder it was so new like calling 911 for law enforcement like yeah ah. i mean like, that's like by the 80s it was only 12 years old mm-hmm. like who did they call not ghostbusters but who they call <laughs> I'm, i just want to know what they did before that yeah that's just crazy to me Wow, yeah. So um, a journalist named Josh Dean reported that in the 1980s, the Cecil Hotel was, quote, a total unmitigated chaos. So the 1980s at the Cecil Hotel was basically a free-for-all. Like, almost anything goes, no one cared. 
no one said like anything why did no one shut it down i feel like after a certain amount of terrible things have happened in a place why is it still open to the Mm -hmm. public to continue to keep going there well from the document uh the documentaries we watched about richard ramirez with the night stalker and stuff and even Mm -hmm. like how they established him in like american horror story for example oh i forgot Um, he was in that yeah he was in 1984 he was like the main one of the main people but um where was i going with that Oh, it's just like, if you know someone this notorious is out there and mm-hmm. this is all happening, how do you not put that together? Like, how do you not get suspicious of a guy who is acting yeah. in these strange ways? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I feel like he would probably have some sort of crazed look or something. Yeah, I mean, he had a look like and that. I feel like they had sketches of him like by that point. Yeah. Because he was like notorious throughout the 80s. Like, it must have just been, like, even the employees of this hotel were just as, like, kind of messed up. So they mm-hmm. let anything fly. Like, that, not saying it or was a mafia Or people might have scene. not even been in the lobby. Yeah. You know? Like, they probably, like, were thinking, like, whatever, I'm working at this, like, broke down hotel. Yeah. Like, I'm making minimum wage. Like, I don't really care. Like, they'll go to the back or they just, like, won't look at people. Like, yeah. I don't want to deal with you. Go away. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess that's another option, but still, it's just yeah so frustrating to think about. I feel like there could also be a theory that maybe the people who also worked at this hotel were just as, like, legally not in the great place. Like, they could also be breaking mm-hmm. the law in different ways, so if they were to report I guess if it person, was in the area of Skid Row, like, yeah. that could mean a lot, because I know, like, a lot of, um, like, activity happened there. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want to bring themselves up from the radar if they don't have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so at the time, Ramirez was able to stay at the hotel for a merely $14 a night. Okay, but that's cheap. Yeah, yeah, wow. like, that's crazy. No wonder he, like, stayed there oh for so gosh. long. 14 a night? Uh, it's probably what, cheaper like, than rent, thinking about it. What would it be? Yeah, I mean, I don't think inflation went that yeah. high from that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, $14 is $14, but it's, like... Wow. Well, like, that significant. Like, no wonder he had a place to hide out. Like, that's mm-hmm. a crazy price. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. So, apparently, the reason why he was able to get away with it at the Cecil Hotel was because there were multiple cases of people being found in alleys um, and people even in hallways who are, like, like have died. Like, there was wow. people they would find in the hallways at the Cecil Hotel completely deceased and then also in alleyways near the hotel so apparently ramirez killing spree got under the radar because they just thought that was Mm. kind of like the epidemic there like whatever this is just our new normal which is so crazy to think even with that you would think they would have better security if they're having like several deaths like in hallways in public areas like that and in like alleys you'd think they'd have some sort of security system to try to catch Mm. what's happening like, that's just ridiculous to me. Exactly. So, apparently, in 1991, um, the Austri- Austrian serial killer Jack um, Unterweger uh, also called that hotel a home as mm. well. And was rumored that he chose the hotel because he had a connection to Ramirez. Ooh. And he referenced him to that hotel. Oh, no. Wait, so was this Jack also a killer? Is that what he was you're a, saying? He was an Austrian serial killer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so basically oh. he would go and stalk in search of victims, um, and he would um, 
vanish right down the street from the hotel whenever he would attack Mm -hmm. these people and like cause like these mass serial killings and apparently according to this article it says there are theories that jack actually dated the hotel receptionist (gasps) of the cecil hotel oh my so there's like connections on connections of shady stuff exactly which kind of i guess now that we're talking about it Mm kind of adds to why no one raised an eyebrow with Ramirez. Yeah. She's literally dating mm-hmm. a notorious serial killer who's friends with Richard Ramirez. Yeah, like they're all just as messed up as one another. So, like, mm-hmm. no one's going to say anything. Yeah. Ew. Ugh, gross. All right, so that is most of those um, multiple, like, killing cases. Now mm-hmm. we're going to dive into the eerie cold cases that have happened there, which Ooh. I know you will probably know of one of them very well. Actually, two of them. So, all right. So, eerie cold cases at the Cecil Hotel. While some episodes of violence in and around the Cecil Hotel are attributable to known serial killers, some murders have remained unsolved. To pick one of many, a local woman known around the area named Goldie Osgood was found dead in her ransacked room at the Mm. Cecil. Um, She had suffered a fatal stabbing and a beating. Though one suspect was found walking with bloodstained clothes nearby, he was later cleared and her killer was never convicted. He was cleared. And another instance of disturbing violence at the Cecil Hotel had gone unresolved. However, another grimly noteworthy case of the hotel was Elizabeth Short, who came Mm. known to be the Black Dahlia after her 1947 murder in Los Angeles. Do you remember the Black Dahlia case? No, I remember her name, but I can't place it. Is that the water tank one? Or is that not this hotel? It it is this hotel, but that is a different... (laughs) I was like, I don't remember, but I'm excited to hear about her, though. (laughs) Yeah, so she reportedly stayed at the hotel just before her mutilation, which remains still to this day unsolved. Mm -hmm. What connection her death may have had to the sea soul is not known, but what is known was that she was found on a street not far away the morning of January 15th with her mouth carved ear to ear oh. and her body cut in two. Oh, oh my Crazy gosh. Crazy stuff. That's brutal. Yeah, so she was known as, like, the Black Dahlia for a while for, I, yeah. Which... Do they have, like, associations of her with paranormal stuff as well now? Because I feel like I've always associated that name with paranormal stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Ew, that's so sad. Yeah, so Elizabeth Yeah, so Elizabeth Short was an actress who is known promotely as the Black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. I rem I remember this now. Like she was a very popular actress at that time and her yeah. death was so sudden and crazy because I believe they like couldn't add up why an LA actress was in like that part of town. Yeah. And like there for some reason. Oh. Yeah. That's so, shady. Yeah, so Such stories of violence are simply not a thing of the past. Decades after Short, one of the most mysterious deaths ever to take place at the Cecil Hotel happened as recently as 2013, which Mm. is the one you'll know about, the water tank. Okay, okay. All right, so in 2013, Canadian college student Elisa Lamb was found dead inside the water tank on the roof of the hotel three Mm. weeks after she had gone missing. Her corpse was found after hotel guests had complained of bad water pressure oh. and a funny taste to the water. Oh, no. Though authorities ruled her death, death as an accidental drownings, critics believe otherwise. 
So getting into it, we've heard this story before. Um, yeah. It's this idea that, um, what was it? I remember like hearing about this, that like they like put on the faucet and the water was brown and they were like, what oh. is going on here? And I believe the husband was taking a shower when it like completely turned that color. Oh, no, no, no. I, oh, that like um, grosses me out so much. It, like that's just like, like thinking straight about out of it. a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I never really thought about, like, I realized that, like, she had passed away in this water tower, mm-hmm. but I I don't know why it didn't click. Like, people are drinking this water. Yeah. And, like... Yeah. I mean, washing their hands in it yeah. and everything. Ugh, yeah. So, before her death, surveillance cameras caught Lamb acting strangely in an elevator, at times appearing to yell at someone out of view, mm. as well as apparently attempting to hide from someone while pressing multiple elevator buffs and waving her arms erratically. Oh. Yeah, so Ew. I'm going to just show you to get your, like, live reaction of a small clip mm-hmm. of this day. Okay. I'm just going to show this to you. Yes. Okay. So as you can see, she's, like, pushing a bunch of elevator buttons, and she kept checking inside and outside the Ew. elevator doors like there's someone there. But... From what I know, from what I've seen in, like, different records, even mm-hmm. the cameras in the hallway there did not pick up a person at oh. the timing of when she was in this elevator. Like, I wonder if it was some sort of, like, ghost, like, telling her to go to the water tower or, like, something. Or, like, some ghost was taunting her. Yeah. Or, like, she couldn't get away from it. That is so creepy. Like, she's literally just yelling at nothing or, like, expressively. Exactly. You know, it sort of reminds me of, have you ever seen people playing the elevator game? Yes, I was actually, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, the elevator game. Like, that sort of reminds me of that same idea. Yeah, well, like, there's a lot of debates, not debates, but um, theories about, like, elevators being able to be portals to, like, hell or, like, Mm -hmm. demonic worlds and things like that. No wonder I hate elevators. Reason number (laughs) a million, but... For people who don't know, from what I remember of the elevator game, isn't it like you go up on every single floor, go back down, all the way up to, like, mm-hmm. I think it's 13 or something? Yeah. Like, if people have 13, and then, is 13 the one where you end up, like, in the bad place? Like, <laughs> I can't remember how it works. I believe works, so. But it's some sort of way to, like, get to the ghosties. Yeah. And it's really scary. I want to actually look now. I'm going to do a second Google search of the night and look up how to play the elevator game. Like, I've watched videos of people playing it, and it's pretty creepy. <laughs> like, it's scary. I mean, do you remember when they did that, like, uh, Snickers commercial, I think, for it? And they had, like... Did they? Yeah, they did a Snickers commercial with it. It was crazy. Uh, they also have, uh, on the show Evil, I've been watching, it's on Paramount+. Plus. They did the elevator game Whoa. in that, and it was really scary. Okay, so according to the rules... Um, I believe it is like you have to like put in like a secret code. So, no one, no one try this at home. All we're right, we're not condoning this. We're not condoning this. This is how you play, but don't do it. <laughs> we're, we're just curious. We're just curious. In case I get bored one day. In case I'm really bored. <laughs> so, you have to enter the elevator alone or with friends, but no one else outside of your party. Do mm. not get out on any of the floors. If any outsiders get on the elevator, you will have to start over. So, you must proceed to the fourth floor, descend to the second floor, then proceed to the sixth floor, return to the second, ascend to the tenth floor, then return to the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, it's then it's then that people report encountering a young woman. You're instructed not to look or interact with her. She may or may not be trying to talk to you, asking for help, or antagonizing you. Mm. Then... 
Press the button for the first floor, and two things might happen. If the elevator descends to the first floor, exit immediately and do not look back or speak. If the elevator starts to go up, you have been allowed to enter the other world. Oh, no. When you reach the 10th floor, things might look slightly different. No one else will be there. The power might be out. Some players claim to look out windows and see only a red cross in the distance. No, no, no. If you choose to exit the elevator, you should ignore the woman's attempts to question or stop you. Yeah. That makes you want to oh throw up. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it's different than what I said, but it's still, it's scarier. It's oh way scarier. Oh, my God. Just that the is... idea of a red cross. Oh, my That's God. And the demonic, distance. buddy. Oh, my God. I've seen imagery of a lot of red like crosses before mm-hmm. like in light like, oh my god that is so creepy to me that's crazy and the idea of the woman don't talk to the woman who's the woman who is she oh my she? god oh oh so it says here if you're ever in this situation and you see the other world and you don't want to explore it hit the first floor and return home immediately what about the people who explore it? Can they get back on the hotel or are they just kind of stuck there? So apparently, according to this, if you like explore, you have to get back on the elevator and you have to do the same exact sequence to get back oh. down, which ah. is crazy. That is so scary. And you have to keep repeating the process if it doesn't work the first time. So if y'all ever decide to do this and you're in the other world, please bring a notebook. Yeah, <laughs> Take some pictures. We don't, we honestly. don't th- take some pictures. Send them to uh, at the mystery files <laughs> underscore yeah, we, Instagram. If you've been there, we want to see it. <laughs> some drawings, whatever you got. Yeah. So to get back to the case, uh, mm-hmm. after the video surfaced publicly, many people began to believe that the rumors of the hotel being haunted were true. Mm. Um, horror enthusiasts began drawing parallels between the back Dahlia murder and Lamb's disappearance pointing out that both women were in their 20s traveling alone from LA to San Diego last seen at the Cecil Hotel and were missing for several days before they were ever found that is a really strange coincidence. That is a really sh- I I I That's I a little too that. spot on. I mean yeah. that kind of goes hand in hand with the whole the woman who mm-hmm. had like a abrupt, abrupt pregnancy and she didn't yeah. realize it. Like that kind of she was 19. Mm-hmm. So that's like a 20 something as well. Younger 20. Well, I'm never going there. At least until I'm 30, but I still don't want to go. <laughs> you're, you're like, let's visit the he- uh, Cecil Hotel when we turn 30. We'll be fine. Oh, I've seen videos of YouTubers who, like, aren't interested in doing it, and they get there, and they can't go in. They can't, like, make themselves go in. Wow. Just, like, the energy of it is too much. And yeah, I'm like, I, I totally it. get it. That's too much history. Big respect for people who, like, go into, like, this stuff and, like, dive into, like, give the masses, I guess, like, um like clues into this world yeah i wonder what an experience of like a medium who would go in like how it would be for them like i feel like it'd just be awful but yeah yeah. so all right what was it so though these connections may sound strange the hotel has never nevertheless developed a reputation for horror that defines its legacy to this day Mm. so the cecil hotel today as we know it so the last body that was found at the hotel to date was in 2015. Oh. Um, and ghost stories and rumors of the hotel's hauntings swirled once more. The hotel even subsequently served as the chilling inspiration of the American Horror Story about a hotel that's home to unimaginable murders and mayhem. Mm. But in 2011, the Cecil attempted to shake off its 
terrible history by rebranding itself as the Stay on Main Hotel in Hostel, a 75-per-night budget hotel for tourists. Several, mm. several years later, New York City developers signed a 99-year lease and began gut-renovating the building to include an upscale boutique hotel oh, and hundreds no. of fully furnished micro-units in keeping the surging co-living craze. Perhaps with oh. another... Rent enough renovations, the Cecil Hotel can finally shake its reputation for all things bloody and eerie that has defined the ill-fated building for the better part of a century. Well, the people who decided to renovate it are idiots, because if anyone knows anything <laughs> right? about paranormal or any sort of creepy area, if you, you gotta renovate burn it, down. Burn it literally down. burn it, you're just it stirring all those ghosties back up, renovating Start anew. Start, start anew. Literally, I know it costs a lot of money, but if you're going to renovate anyway, just mm-hmm. start new. Start, I mean, I feel like the land would At still have point, the energy. Honestly, just move the location. Turn into a parking lot. Exactly. People can turn park there, be haunted, lot. do whatever, but don't exactly. put another thing there, you Make idiots. Make some money as a parking lot. But do not. That is so crazy to me uh, that it's like, like I would not want to stay no. there, even with the rebranding. That is crazy. The fact that like literally renamed it is so shady. Because imagine yeah. like casually not knowing anything about the history of this hotel. Oh yeah. Booking a room, and then learning. Oh, this used to be this hotel. Oh God, here's all this awful history that I was mm. unaware of. Wow. Like I would be so upset. That, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think that this hotel is almost 100 years old. Mm-hmm. It was first built in, like, um, what was it, 19... Uh, it was opened in 1927. So, yeah, a few it's years close. off, but yeah. it's almost 100 years oh. old. Like, that building alone, like, that is... That's too so, old. That is so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. That wow. creeps me. I could not stay there. I don't think I could. I couldn't take it. So, yeah, that is the story of the Cecil Hotel. What do you think? That's a lot. Um, I think it's very interesting. It's like, um, we've talked about this so many times on the show, but it seems like so many, like, paranormal and true crime cases mm-hmm. all connect to each other in such yeah. interesting ways. And there's more mystery inside of those mysteries. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just easy for paranormal things to be associated with such darkness because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of darkness comes from, like, evil, demonic energy yeah like that's especially a lot of it a hundred year hotel that's mm-hmm. had multiple like, like unfortunate events and mm-hmm. deaths yeah exactly like that'll give some energy to the place in the first place like you don't wow. want that and yeah. the fact that it's still open it's still open mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well yeah so i guess the store the hauntings of the cecil hotel will remain a mystery. Thank you guys so much yes, for watching. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this case is a whirlwind to get through, but mm-hmm. sure was an interesting one. It was a crazy <laughs> wild ride. <laughs> Buckled yeah. up for it. So we will buckle, buckle up. up for episode two of season five with mm, Tiffany yes. next week. Party hardy, friends. All right. Yeah. We'll see you guys then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.